I'm going to roll for initiative. And how well I roll is how this podcast gets started. Oh, God. It's a 20. That's a nat 20, baby. Welcome to the sausage tray. I'm Josh. <laughs> that's Eric. <laughs> and that's Justin. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, it worked out. All right. Let's so this podcast is the best podcast we're ever going to have. So, <laughs> I'm going to throw it to Justin over there. You want to go ahead and talk about. Yeah, dude. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Like Josh said, welcome to the Sauces Tray. That's our bi-weekly bullshit podcast. And as you can see, we're starting out strong. Happy to be back with you guys. Um, you can catch us every other week on youtube.com slash roommates gaming when this video goes live. You can catch us on Anchor when we publish it out. Uh, Anchor being our podcast host that puts audio formats on every fucking thing you could listen to from Google, iTunes, Spotify, others. Uh, yeah. Catch us on Twitter, Instagram. All the links for all that good stuff is down below in the description. And the Discord. Please join the Discord channel. Jump in, talk with us, bullshit. Throw your ideas at us for things you would like us to discuss on the podcast. And we'll be happy to do that. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, also, real quick, I did say this is our bi-weekly podcast. So on alternating Fridays, this goes up on Friday, alternating Fridays we put up our Hard at Play podcast where we talk about gaming and other things that we're into. Uh, Surprise, surprise. Today we're talking about gaming, but not in the way you think. Yeah. Josh, new clickbait. Over to you. <laughs> a new type of gaming. New? A newfangled magic way of playing a video game. The new the, old school. The original way to play a video game, if you would. <laughs> right. Uh, no, yeah. I wanted to, like, I thought just randomly, it, like, popped into my head the other day for a topic for sausage framing because we all, like, I think one of the main reasons, because it was my birthday uh, this past uh, Friday, and happy late birthday! Thank you. And uh, we, you know, we got together, (laughs) and we, uh, you know, I bought some new games to play, and I think that's why it was on. It was fresh on my mind, and like uh, my mom's birthday was this weekend too, and I brought those games over um, to play. Um, on her birthday with just the family and stuff. And we had a lot of fun. And I think that's why it's just fresh on my mind just because I've recently played a bunch of like tabletop type games, party games. So, I mean, it's something we all like have a common interest in too. Like Eric is addicted to critical role. So (laughs) Uh, that boy. It's it's Laura Bailey, man. How can can you turn away? (laughs) And Ashley Johnson. And Ashley Johnson. That is true. Ashley Birch was a guest on there. Yeah, I remember a few of those episodes. Well, like, yeah, even like the... I forget we, how many people are involved with Critical Role, realistically. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was wondering if they put like a Critical Role reference or like Easter egg in um, The Last of Us 2 since both of the main characters are played by two of the characters from... Or two of the actors who are in Critical Role. Um, both Ashley and uh, Laura, Bailey. Laura Bailey are main cast of Critical Role. So I was wondering if there was like a Critical Role uh, Easter egg hidden somewhere. And I remember I was I actually was walking through one of the buildings and there was like a whole tabletop like set up in one of the apartments. And I was like, as I summoned Eric. I was like, Eric, <laughs> come here. You I know more it. about that. Drew the pentagram. Yeah, the, drew the pentagram through a Legend of Zelda item there. You know, 
a bag of dice uh, and a Pepsi, and that summoned Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Eric, tell me, is any of this a critical role reference? Because I don't know much about it. Tell me. And he's like, I don't think so. But I was like, dang it. I was really hoping I found something because, you know, both of the main characters of the game are on critical role. Right. You know, you, you said those ingredients for summoning me as a joke. But, but if you wanted to summon me, that's a pretty good start. Yeah. Magic Click Clack Rocks, Pepsi, and Zelda. That was that was pretty good for being out of your ass right oh, yeah, there. there That'll finish it up. A katana would help it out. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, um, you. We actually didn't have a firm topic for this week, and you threw that in the chat earlier today. I'm like, yep, that works. That's good. <laughs> like I like that a lot, and. Uh, you mentioned buying the games for your birthday, which is a little ass backwards, but you bought the games for us to play on your birthday and for your mom's birthday. And after playing at your house, I came home, got on Amazon and ordered one of them and, uh, or the one that I was there for at least. And I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I had a chance to like, play with people. It is, I kind of want crazy more fun. Yes. The expansions. The game I'm talking about is Moniker. Yeah. That game's pretty fun. <laughs> Yep, yeah, it was it really is. funny, but before he bought them, he was telling me about them, and he was telling me about Moniker, and as he was describing, I'm like, hang on a minute, I've played this several times, just without the actual game. <laughs> we just wrote words down and threw them in a bowl. <laughs> like, it's a really simple concept, but when you were, dis- when we were at your, uh, when we were at your birthday, and you were describing this to us, uh, I was listening, I'm like, okay, this sounds... Sounds like charades, but with extra steps, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and then, and I'm thinking on a surface level that it's going to be pretty tame. And then we got the cards and started flipping through the deck. And I'm like, this is so much more <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. And I loved it so much. I know. I, yeah, I love the fact that like throughout our different times of playing, we had like little inside jokes like <laughs> Lando, bastard, <laughs> bastard. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I think that's like one of the best parts about that game is like that's, you know, what it's like helps, you know, to make little inside jokes. And yep. it, it's great. You read your friends at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's really what it's for. And it is, it was, it was a blast. And it just like flipping through to see, like, you know, Jim Halpert, Lando Calrissian, guy fucking a dolphin. Like the escalation <laughs> is so remarkably quick and so good. I was like, or this is great. Brick and washing machine on trampoline. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy I never got that card. Not <laughs> once did that come across to me. Somebody else got it every time. Um, I thought it was funny when we had like simple cards and everyone would, pass it around and no one would be able to guess it and everyone who got to see the car went oh no yeah it makes perfect sense why that was what was said exactly <laughs> yeah that was yep. that was a lot of fun did you guys play wavelengths oh uh, yeah we played wavelengths a little later in the night but it was very late and like so we were kind of all like tired yeah <laughs> so it didn't and, uh, like brain no work so good. it didn't work as well but like when i played it at my mom's for her birthday like we had a lot of fun. Like um, we played that one for longer than I expected us to play. I mean, because it was really fun. Because uh, like one of the cool things about it was since we weren't, we didn't have even teams. Um, we were doing more of like the party game version of it, where you like basically just go around and the 
by the end of everybody going around, you see how many points you've actually accumulated and that's how well you did. Right. Um, like a test or something like that, like Buzzfeed. Are you, <laughs> you know, Ursula kind of like there, this is how well, you know, Disney um, test. Um, and it was actually really fun uh, because <laughs> we would get uh, different, like, like topics and sometimes the they would actually be pretty good topics and whoever would say the word that you're supposed to like think of to help give um a clue to about they would give like a really interesting clue and it would make us like talk for a while trying to like figure out where this point that where the cone point would be uh and so like i think it would be much better to play try again when we weren't so tired because right. I, mean, I have proof that it was really fun when we weren't, you know, tired as balls and it was pretty fucking fun. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I just love board games and I know we've, we all love board games and the different aspects. I mean, we watched, I know Eric and I would like whenever a new tabletop from like the tabletop show that Will Wheaton did on geek and sundry, when a new episode would come out, Eric and I would watch it immediately. Mm-hmm yeah talk about how much fun that game would probably be to play yeah we were like oh man that game seems really fun we should buy one we should buy this game and play it i bet it looks fun we never really did that no i like every time my wife and i go to barnes and noble or target or anywhere else and we're, we're walking through the store like we go past the game aisle like i want this and i want this and i want this <laughs> and i want this because we we have party games you know like we have cards against humanity we have uh we we have joking hazard i was a backer for it and i love it it's so much fun um we have uh munchkin you know that's that's a tabletop game for people that don't play tabletop rpg (laughs) yeah that is a great explanation for munchkin yeah it's like Uh, it's it's a good way to ease people into that kind of fun idea readjusting the camera it's a good would not fucking focus sorry about that (laughs) it's all good it's a (laughs) it's a great game for people that like to get them involved if they want to play and not just be left out while at the same time having that tabletop kind of fun, but with a complete and total self-awareness that can only come from those type of, or from that type of game. You know what I mean? Like it knows what it is and it knows it's making fun of the whole genre while still getting you involved in the genre and being fun. Uh, But yeah, like we, we have stuff like that, but you know, to get to your point about, like tabletop game games um i've wanted like the arkham games and things like that for a long time uh things that you know like some creepy stuff some fun stuff but like role playing stuff that we could have that may not be a single sit down session i'd love to get into that more than we have so far yeah the um i think the first like legit game that i bought like that like um as an adult was uh mansions of madness that's one of the ones that's one of the ones. <laughs> and that game is pretty like intense but it, it's fun like the the few times that i have gotten to play it with people uh, it's always been an interesting ride yeah I, I would say that one specifically isn't for the timid player i would say it, it requires you to be very confident in your ability to play the actual game yeah i uh, i would have to agree (laughs) it's it's kind of i don't want to say hardcore because i feel like 
it's not that hardcore, but like I also like have been playing pen and paper games for a very long time as well. <laughs> so, and those are much more involved depending on who you're playing with yeah. or the rule sets that you are, whatever game you happen to be playing. But like, it is still very like hardcore for just being like a in the box kind of game, which is really, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I, I like that kind of thing. It's like the way that I first described it when I was trying to get people to play it with me was it's like clue, but on crack. <laughs> yeah, it basically is. There's a lot of stuff going on in that game. That's like um, a, it's like Lovecraft clue pretty much. Right. Basically. basically yeah. yeah. And I love clue. Like I'm legit, like love clue, like hands down, like one of my favorite clue. board board games as simple as fuck. Eric has proof that I've beaten clue. And what was it like? Oh, three turns. Right. yeah three turns everybody got around and i was like i know who it is <laughs> yep three like uh, uh, he, he was the last person to go we all got we all got our our moves and things done he's like i want to make a guess <laughs> and then i looked at him like he was an idiot <laughs> and i was the idiot actually. <laughs> and i was like it's this this and this and Eric's like, are you sure that that means if I, that, <laughs> if you're wrong, if that wrong, if you if you're wrong, you're out. And I was like, like, that's the end of the game. And I was like, I'm confident in my answer. <laughs> and then I looked at it, opened the thing, and I was like, hell yeah, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> and I never played Clue with him again. <laughs> we, uh, I've never, I've never played Clue. I've got some friends that are super into Risk, like ridiculously into risk like they have custom cut wooden boards with like yeah yeah. like with different types of wood as the dividers for each nation (laughs) like their custom maps that they've made it's pretty crazy um again again a game i've never played you know what i mean but i think a lot of that might come from like the family that you're in the games you play growing up we played a lot of scrabble we played a lot of monopoly um somehow my family still gets along um <laughs> i'm they probably didn't play risk because they wanted to stay together like <laughs> your family wanted to be a functional unit yes yeah, scrabble and the devil game that you mentioned um <laughs> that's all about capitalism that game is of the devil but you know those games can tear people apart yeah um but risk Oh my God! I have never completed a game of Risk. I love wow. Risk so much, and I I've played a lot of games. Like, and I've played a few with Eric that just have had never finished because <laughs> we're like, <sighs> we're we're stuck. We're, this is attrition. We want to go do the sleep, and <laughs> we can't until we finish this or we could come back to tomorrow and we'd be like it with hope in our hearts yeah we'll come back and we'll do this tomorrow and then more attrition the next day we get up and look at the board and go you want to put it away (laughs) call a truce world peace (laughs) i think uh i think in our case it was my dad was afraid of foreign nations looking powerful in any way even in a like a hypothetical (laughs) game sense so we weren't (laughs) that just wasn't a thing in our house (laughs) i'll tell you a pro strat uh go to madagascar put put your troops on madagascar you'll never they'll never leave that that place (laughs) is a fucking a fucking fortress you can't (laughs) and you can't leave it have to to keep that in mind i have to keep that in mind like no joke every time i've ever played fucking madagascar whoever's on madagascar 
the ruck, the luck of the roles are with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just all right, cool. I defended. How? How the fuck are you still defending Madagascar? Get off of fucking island. <laughs> this uh, stop it. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, stop. So uh I take it that you guys didn't play a lot of Monopoly? No. <sighs> that I knew game that, was I, of I knew. the devil, just <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have played a decent amount of Monopoly, and I've hated every I've hated every second of it. My my only I strategy have, in in Monopoly is to buy up real estate so that other people can't have it. <laughs> That's Monopoly. Not wait for other people to get tired. Yeah, basically, you just buy up property and just sit there and go, "Give me money, and I'll give you this. Give me all your money, and I'll give buy you." Buy me this. out yep. so I can leave. <laughs> That's not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to collect them. Nope, this is what I wanted to do. And you, <laughs> I have something you want. It's supply and demand. I'm just gonna buy one of each random spot. Not gonna try to build hotels. I'm just gonna keep you bitches from being able to do anything. If you want to win, you have to buy me out. <laughs> a couple of uh, a couple of funny things about Monopoly. Uh, number one, my wife won't play it with our children, no matter how many times they ask. We have an unopened Monopoly Classic Edition on our bookshelf in the in the study, and she will not open it and play with the kids. She won't do it. She's like, because I want to keep loving you. Every time my son asks, she's like, because I want to keep loving you. And I'm like, it makes sense. Uh, one time when one time when we were teenagers, uh, me, my brother, and mutual friends, uh, we went and stayed at my family's lake house uh, and played a game of Monopoly, went late into the night. There was a lot of backstabbing and a lot of teaming up Well, as what usually happens yep. in Monopoly. Alliance, is, alliance. It, yep. You <laughs> agree to help somebody to your benefit until it's not your benefit anymore, and then things go awry, and that's the way it works. Um, so we were playing. I did very, very well on the course of this game. The next day, hanging out at the pier, fishing, fall asleep, and I wake up about three and a half hours later in a inflatable boat in the middle of the lake with no shirt on on a 98 degree day and no sunscreen these guys had somehow removed my shirt while i was knocked out put me in a boat pushed me out in the middle of the lake with no paddles i had sun poisoning because of a game of monopoly <laughs> i had to jump out of this boat you and try to swim it. back I mean, yeah i was purple dude you got, you bitch. <laughs> exactly they were all standing on the pier laughing at me as i tried to wade back i'm like why would you do this to somebody <laughs> it was this just hurts. park place <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i and i've played a like several different versions of monopoly too like i've played the kid version the regular version the star wars version credit card mario version. kart version um there's a version that's actually designed to like be res- be be actually able to be resolved instead of people just going no nah, i'm gonna hold on to my properties you you can't you're gonna have to buy me out to win and then nobody buying each other out because nobody <laughs> wants to lose yeah, there's <laughs> one that can there's one that's designed to be played like started and completed in like under under an hour or something yeah, like that's that the one, that's the one i'm talking about it's, yeah it's literally designed that you, there's no way you could possibly still make that game yeah I kind of want to try it now. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be interesting because honestly, most of the games I've played of Monopoly have ended in <sighs> count whoever has the most money and they win. Whoever yep. has the most assets, they win because I'm just fucking tired of playing this game. It's been like six hours. We need to, we need to stop. <laughs> I'm just fucking tired. Speaking of that one, 
uh, on my brother's birthday, um, since we were deep into COVID at that time, it was only really like family that was there. Um, like his girlfriend, um, me and uh, everyone that was staying at the house currently, except for me, because I came and visited because, well, I mean, I'm bad. <laughs> um, but we were playing, uh, you know how Monopoly, like there are like, I guess, knockoff monopolies of, because I don't think they're actually licensed by like Hasbro or whatever, or Mattel, whoever the fuck does um, a Monopoly. But the city that we happen to live in uh, has a Monopoly of it, um, like with references to uh, like local things. Yeah, Locationopoly. Do what? Locationopoly. Yeah, Locationopoly. Yeah. It was the cityopoly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we were uh, we were playing... And uh, I was being a little shady. <laughs> I made some shady deals so I could I could benefit. But that game went on very late into the night. I think it was finally like one o'clock when we were all like, "All right, we got to call this shit. Like, <laughs> it's done." Because we were like, kind of. It was since it was my brother. Uh, uh, we were just kind of like drinking a little bit since it was my brother's twenty first birthday and stuff. And we were just kind of drinking, just kind of like like casually sipping and just chilling, just enjoying the night and playing. And it was really late. And we were just like, all right, no one trusts Josh. <laughs> they were like, no one trusts Josh anymore. And let's just count up the money. And whoever has the most assets, that's who wins. And I, I won by a pretty, pretty big margin. <laughs> just about every time I've played – I've played Monopoly at some point, whoever I play it with, I end up no longer being allowed to put my hands near the bank because, <laughs> because, because if I act as the banker or put my hands near the banker, money will go missing. Whenever, uh, <laughs> whenever I play with my, like my mom and my brother, uh, it's the same thing. Like, I'm usually the banker, but it's three or four hours in my brother's like you've been stealing money this whole time there's no other explanation <laughs> it's, it's there, the way it normally works out um i've played monopoly too where i i ended the game in the scenario a flipping set board <laughs> it, it was me and several mutual friends of ours it was i think like the day before new year's eve or on new year's eve like before actual new year's like day, like before the top countdown and um we <laughs> i just we were we got to a point and i was just like i'm tired of playing this fucking game and i'm like i'm gonna do it and they're like do what and i'm like it i'm gonna fucking do it <laughs> and they're like what wait a, oh no don't and i'm like if you do that you got to clean it up i'm like i don't care the consequences of my actions <laughs> i just fucking flip the board i'm like i'm done with this fucking game i uh, I, I do not like monopoly it's like it's just you I don't, get so into it it like it's so weird like you, the whole think, lead up is i don't want to play this game or i think so the worst, the, the worst part of monopoly is there's really not a clear clearly defined win condition yeah <laughs> you basically just have to run everybody else out yeah. of their money there, that's exactly what it is conditions but there are no win conditions really it's exactly and what it is like you, of the game. 
you have to be in a you have to be in a substantial position to where nobody it, nobody has to be like completely cashed out but you have to be in a substantial position to where nobody can make you a business deal because they simply don't benefit you that's mm-hmm. kind of the point you get to where you have to be running the table to a degree where it doesn't matter what so and so has or what they have to offer you like it, it's not going to be like the deal won't yeah. positively benefit you uh, that that uh that version that we were talking about that only takes like an hour or so it actually has a win condition you basically yeah. set a goal to earn money towards and first person to hit that goal wins that's interesting no 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 nobody just like all right one mil and i cash out no nah, hell no that's not <laughs> you know, when you no. when you roll up to play monopoly dude you come dressed as gordon gecko like i'm ready to do this shit <laughs> like that's the long and short of it <laughs> Nah, if I if which if sounds I amazing, I again, and somebody and somebody shows up looking like Gordon Gecko, or they're even dressed slightly fancy, <laughs> I'm not playing with them. We should we should play a fancy Monopoly game. <laughs> that's, just, that's what that's what make. that's what we'll do. That'll be the first uh, uh, video we do for our tabletop game. Uh, play session. That'll be the Monopoly. last video we do for a tabletop. <laughs> if we start <laughs> with Monopoly, shout out to anybody that has made it this far into the video. Three uh, hours later. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, we're actually actually actively trying to work on and have been for probably probably like a year and a half. Uh, make a you know tabletop. Um video series because i mean like like we've been talking about this whole video and we'll continue to talk about we really like these games and we like D D and stuff and that would be pretty fun to do too like a short campaign that we could just run through uh, on the channel as well but now back to our regularly scheduled program covid works against us on that we got to figure out the cameras and placement and how we're going to do the whole like it's there's a lot to it but um And I, since we're not like that big of a channel, I mean, like we could just do basic stuff, which I mean, could get us through a couple of videos, but we have ambition. Yeah. <laughs> and well. well, some of us here have ambition and like when we kind of like decide on like something that's got a bigger production, we want to try to make it have a better production. Um, and you can, you can have whatever opinion you want on how well we actually do that. <laughs> but I mean, we, we try, we but do yeah, our best. we do our best and we well, do have, y'all do your best. <laughs> we have ambition. So we, we would like to like, at least try to get a couple of cameras to have different angles and right. like stuff like that. And, you know, which just right now, think, do what I said, which right now webcams are impossible to find. <laughs> They're sold out everywhere. I wonder why. Like we would definitely have to just use the camera, like actual cameras that we had. Yeah. And, but that would require like an actual producer behind the scenes, like, you know, making sure the levels are, they are, the batteries aren't dying and making sure everything's, um, but you know, we want, we want to do, I would it, love to play a D and D game. We we yeah. want to do it justice for the channel, and like and like I said, we could like just kind of try out minimal settings just to like do it to like get it out there, and then eventually work up, make it better as we go. Just like all the rest of the stuff on the channel, like normally our like our video games uh, gameplays didn't start off the greatest looking. Our, our original just regular sausage tray didn't 
didn't wasn't the best. It was kind of simple, and you know our streams at first kind of were very simple. I mean, they're still kind of simple, but they're much better than our first like couple of streams. Yeah, strides have been made. It's, it's worth strides it's, yeah. have definitely been made on this channel um, yeah. for how little of a channel we are and how much of this is just coming from our effort yep. alone like R- our... round of applause for josh real quick Thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept all the praise and... uh, i like how you continue to insist that it's all of our effort <laughs> yeah it is uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'm, 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 you've heard it here i'm thankful for that like it's <laughs> it's josh like i bought a microphone and that's pretty much fucking it i've, I've bought <laughs> i bought a microphone a cable and a uh, microphone mount that's it. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, I got the microphone. I, well, oh yeah, I bought the mic stands that you see behind us here, uh, and the felt for our our usual podcast table that is currently not in use. Uh, I supplied a studio of sorts <laughs> when we were doing that. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it's a lot of effort, but we're we're still trying to always looking to do something better, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, like it's probably been like close to like two or three years that we've had the idea of like doing tabletop games on the channel because you know like almost since our inception like that has been an idea before like justin even showed up i know that like me cameron and maddie were like that would be fucking hella cool we should (laughs) totally do that and eric's like yeah that would be actually pretty cool so (laughs) um it's definitely something we want to to bring and you know like i said this conversation is all about you know our love for tabletop games and pen and paper like as as many uh character outlines for D specifically <laughs> that i just have ready to go and as many sets of dice as i have just ready to go i i could literally the second the second it was the second you said roll initiative, I'd be ready to go pretty much. <laughs> yeah, this this man has made so many like mock characters and has so many sets of dice. He could literally supply all of the characters and dice for everybody yeah. for the game. Have, like he could be like, here's you a character, here's you a character. I'm, you might like this character, I'm here's you sure, a character, here's your set of dice, here's your dice. I'm pretty sure I'm up to nine or ten sets of dice now, and I probably have enough character outlines started to give every person who had a set of dice at least something to go off of yeah it was like this man's could like me and eric could like sit down with his character outlines that he's made and i could make like a one-shot campaign that we could literally play on the the, the play on the channel but you know granted part of D for me the reason why i like pen and paper games is being able to make my own character with their backstory and abilities mm-hmm. and stuff like that but if we wanted to do something really quick and simple, like yeah. we really, he could, Eric yep. and I could just sit down with the characters that he's designed. I could make an easy, like simple story that all of these characters could fit in. And we could be like, all right, mm-hmm. so here are your characters, <laughs> here are your dice, and just listen to Josh. <laughs> I know, uh, you need I don't to ask have questions, ask one of us. I don't have nearly the experience with it that you guys do, but it's something I've always wanted to get into. Uh, we were. We're on a vacation with my wife's family a couple of years ago, and uh, one of her cousins put together a Pathfinder campaign, and he had that right. He had he had a stack of twelve character sheets, right, and he had twelve sets of die, and he put them out at the table. I was like, 
everybody take a spot. So, uh, like, we came up, sat down, and started playing that way. But he had the whole thing mapped. He had, like, he had the 12 character sheets, and he had four different scenarios mapped out so that we could play over the course of a couple of days or the week we were at the beach or whatever. We ended up only playing once. It went remarkably awry, which I feel bad about because part of it was my fault, even though we had a blast. I had a blast. I absolutely loved it. Oh, <laughs> It may have been my fault, but I still – I may have killed the entire party, but I had a blast. <laughs> and I was just – I was being an asshole. Like, I was being a funny asshole with my character. Like, mm-hmm. just pride got in my way. Uh, I, I rolled for initiative so I could shit on the floor of a shop. It's <laughs> – steal a bunch of merchandise and i rolled a 20 so, so i took a dump on the floor of the shop stole a bunch of shit and then i challenged an entire inn like a bunch of vagrants at an inn to uh, a drinking competition and i beat all of them except for one and rolled really low on that last one i got put on my ass but uh like the other i was really into the idea of doing it and uh, a lot of the family or the other members of the family weren't so much. They were just joining in because it was going on. And I think, uh, I think I made it too ridiculous for them to get invested, which I feel bad about. Um, (laughs) but I mean, on one hand, if you're, if you're DM, you kind of expect somebody to ruin your plan. And that's what I was. (laughs) I was, I was the chaos factor. And I, like I said, I haven't, that's the only time I've ever actually done a D and D campaign. And I'd really like to, or a D&D-esque campaign, it was Pathfinder, but I'd really like to do that kind of thing again. And I really hope that in future trips, if this person brings more stuff like that with us because it was a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, it's it's just so much fun. Like, like I've been playing different different games for like a long time now. Like, I think my, my first real like intro to like pen and paper games was... Um, the street fighter the street fighter pen and paper game that they uh that they have what yeah yeah, there's a street fighter pen and paper game and it's actually really fucking fun and i have all of the manuals so if you if you want to play we can play and it's fucking fun the the rules get (laughs) yes the the rules get kind of wonky but it's pretty similar to uh the uh fate rules in a way They're, they're like an older version of what the fate rules are now um so you can you can kind of see similarities to them i i really like rules so it's weird i'm not a rules lawyer i just like knowing the rules right and then and so when i know what's possible i know i know what to expect yeah, normally, <laughs> as a player yeah, normally if i want to play something i'll run everything by like all the rules by eric so he can read everything and like have so i can have a double check behind me um mm. So if I'm like want to do something, I could be like, "All right, Eric, is this possible <laughs> in the rule set? Like, you understand the rules bit better that we both have like gone over them, but I did more of a skimming role, and you like, oh. you started researching like for yeah. real. We played a uh, Cyberpunk 2020 recently. Mm-hmm. I want to do that so bad. Do you guys have it? Yeah, we have the rule set for yeah. that. Fuck, well, I want to play have, that. So we bad. have the uh, the core rule book. We don't have any of the expansions, but yeah, yeah, yeah the expansion everything. Uh, but yeah, we have. Uh, Cyberpunk 2020, 2020 rule set. It's um a PDF file, but we still have them. Here's our Cyberpunk character sheet. 
Oh my god, I want to do that so bad. I'm gonna down- I'm downloading <laughs> the yeah, PDF since we got. But yeah, like I got a a fucking Jones. I was like, I've always wanted to play Cyberpunk. I'm gonna try to find it because I wanted the actual manual because you know, nor- like how I talk about in our hard to play video games. I'm a very digital person when it comes to video games, but when it comes to D and D stuff or like yeah. pen and paper or board games, I really want a physical version. <laughs> like I have the PDF file for. A bunch of like pen and paper stuff but uh, there's always a part of me that's like i totally want to spend the hundreds of dollars to own all of these manuals <laughs> to, me, to me it's a lot easier to flip through it is a, much, rule book, a rule book than it is to scroll, sit there and stare at your computer screen or like if you're not at a computer at the time look, look through your, your phone yeah. or like a yeah. laptop if you have it it is much easier to go oh i remember what page that's on it's right here all right that's the rule i was looking for or like have a marker on the page itself yeah um, that's it's, why i enjoyed like having the manuals for the street fighter because if there was something i needed to look up or someone wanted to look something up i'm like yeah it's in this manual and it's towards the back and they could just right. there it is it's a much simpler premise but I'm, i you and i have had this conversation before because i talked about it with uh munchkin right again this is a entry level kind of rpg game where it's just a basic door-to-door dungeon crawler it's nowhere near the expansive adventure you're going to have with pathfinder dnd or any any other tabletop but you and i had the conversation about it can be played with just pen and paper but i bought the deluxe edition so it's got the table and the cards and everything that you can actually like formidably track through and uh it's i don't know it, it makes sense to me to have that because it makes me feel more in control of the actual game if that makes sense like it's yeah, as yeah. weird as that is like instead of just reading off a piece of paper and, and and writing that down i can only imagine how much more expansive it is for something like pathfinder or cyberpunk or street fighter the movie the tabletop <laughs> game uh, i i am not joe i i actually have been kind of wanting to go back and play a street fighter campaign because <laughs> there'll just be a little bit of me that i'll get a jonesing and be like you know what i really want to fucking play <laughs> the street fighter RPG. that is the wildest it's, shit i have ever heard that existed that was I, and that was the first one i ever fucking played like i didn't start on dungeons and dragons like and it's really weird because like uh my stepdad he played dungeons and dragons when um like right at the end of his like high school career and into college, um, which is still wild to me because like <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't seem, seem like, like that type of person. Cause you know, he was in a fraternity and drank and, you know, went to, he, was, and he basically is a frat guy, but you don't see that. But I mean, that's, I guess the cool thing about D and D is like, it breaks those boundaries because Joe like, Manganiello, the fact that man. John Manganello, <laughs> yep. that that muscle bound man <laughs> is a fucking nerd. He's got a he's got a D and D cave. He's got a fucking dungeon. And, and his wife, went. Sophia Vergara, serves him sandwiches and beer in his D and D dungeon. And that is a that's a fucking sentence. <laughs> that, that is, that's the that's the dream right that's that's a pinnacle of life you never even thought was a thing much less attainable you know what i mean like that's but i I think that's the like one of the cool things about D, like because it breaks through so many boundaries and stuff it doesn't really matter what you can be into but like he had a couple of the manuals and that's where some of my early dice came from was because he had a big bag of like mixed dice and stuff like that and that's where a lot of those uh came from because you know he played it and um 
high school and in college. Um, but I never actually like actually played D and D, but the first one that I played was street fighter and it got me hooked <laughs> surprisingly. And it was really weird how I got started playing it too. Please tell us, Josh. Um, I will. <laughs> we, uh, I am not a religious person, um, or like really care about church or whatever, but I went to a church. <laughs> Justin's shock reaction to a person or caring about church. Um, but I like, I got forced to go to church, but eventually I, I would only go because the reason why I would go is because I would go to hang out with the friends that I've made. Yeah. Um, because I knew some of them already through school, which helped. Um, I'm not going to name drop a bunch of people that I know <laughs> through church, but um, one of the like uh, youth counselors, um, he was like into like pe uh, pen and paper stuff. And for one of the beach trips we went on, and we would go to like an actual beach house and they were not very, we were supposed to be there for like worship, but they were never for worship. Um, playing laser tag in the name of Jesus Christ. That's exactly what church was like. Yeah. yeah roll for initiative for Jesus Christ. Yep. <laughs> like legit, like what we, like we were supposed to like have like these like little prayer, not prayer session, but like we were supposed to have like these little like, devotions or whatever at like at the end of the night where we each like got into pairs and like made a scenario and basically gave like a sermon and like did it on a topic or whatever and they were supposed to be about faith and bullshit but like one time you know some of the people that went to my church too uh justin because of the school that the high school that you went to um one of the the older brother um he and I partner up and um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you after. <laughs> yeah. After this is we, over. We, uh, we partnered up on one of the things and we did like a whole devotion like lesson and we focused it around Incubus, the band. <laughs> so if, you, if that helps you realize how it's brilliant <laughs> close to this, we were actually being, but for the like for a couple of years when we would do it, we he would um, the counselor would bring his um, Street Fighter stuff, and I was really curious because they uh, a couple of them had like played it before them before I had actually they had uh, played a couple of rounds and um, scenarios before I got into it um, because a couple of them actually lived near the counselor. Um, or the youth minister, whatever you want to call them, they lived near him, so it was easy to like go to his house and play these games. And uh, so I, I got into it, and I was like, "How do you do this?" And they taught me the rules, and I, I kind of like watched them play a little bit, and I was like, "Well, this is fun. I mean, I like Street Fighter, and I, like looked through all the things that you could do. Like, you can like make some like crazy like characters in, in with the rule set, but like not from the beginning. Like, you can eventually get your character to be." insane or you can spam joint lock <laughs> uh yeah there are some uh moves that you can kind of spam and basically just shut your opponent out it's, it's great um but like and they like take like whoever did the whoever wrote the rules for it like must really like street fighter because they like implemented some of the 
like Street Fighter, like I guess mechanics and like powers and stuff into the set, and like it, it's really interesting. It's a lot to get into. So, are you but, character locked for the roster from Street Fighter? Do what? Like uh, uh, the character? Uh, can you actually role play and an organic and create character? Or yeah, you it... can create your own character. Mm-hmm. Then that's one of the cool things. Like you can make it. Like there's different like subtypes too. There's like a mutant, uh, cyborg, um, uh, like a meta human or like a not meta. They're like an animal uh, animal human hybrid stuff like that. And there's just a bunch of crazy different things. And there's different martial arts styles that you can take on. And like with each martial arts, different martial arts styles you can take that opens up different abilities and powers and stuff that you can get into. And it's really crazy. And I think they have, um, if you want to, I'm pretty sure it's like in the back of the book, they have all of the main characters from two as characters you can play. If you just want to use their stats, you can just be like, Oh, I'm playing Ryu. (laughs) Or if you want to like have Ryu in your game, like Ryu's in our game now, but anytime I've ever played it, it's been our own custom characters that we've made that the DM has made that I've made when I've ever DM'd the game. Uh, but that was the first time I got in into a pen and paper game like that. And I had a blast and I, <laughs> my first character, since I really didn't know the D I didn't really know much about like, I guess, pen and paper games in, in general, I really didn't know that, there are DMs that are differ for differ from each other and how strict to rules or how strict to lore they are. How like, Hey, you have to tell me exactly everything you did on your turn or that you are going to do this day or you didn't do it. I, I didn't, I didn't know things like that. So I was going to make a, when I was making my character, I was just trying to make a badass edgy guy. <laughs> he had like a fucking, um, like a big kukri and he had a Falcon for a pet. I'm like, hell yeah, this dude's badass. And the first thing is we went to this tournament, like held by this really rich guy. Um, Tekken tournament, obviously. Do what? The Tekken tournament, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we went. Yeah, Hayachi. We were going to Hayachi's tournament. No, it was some really like fancy um, tournament at this guy's mansion. And I didn't say that I brought my Falcon with me, or ever mentioned that the Falcon was with me in any of the scenarios. And at one point, I was like, all right, yeah. And I send my Falcon pet out to go scout something for me. And the DM's like, you've never said that he was with you. You never said that you brought him. You just said you had him. And I was like, so he's all alone at home by himself. And he's like, yeah, because you didn't tell me you brought him. And I'm like, so my bird's going to die by the time I get back, right? And he's like, most likely. And I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) so it has helped uh, like i guess uh, as a dm myself kind of guide me into how i dm i'm like yeah i'm not gonna be too much of a stickler if you have a pet and you don't tell me your pet's near you i'm just gonna assume you have it because it's your pet (laughs) you don't have to like you know gonna use common sense (laughs) well i mean i get it some people are very strict with like how they dm like you gotta tell me he was one of the person people that are like like took the lore and like what you said seriously so if you said you know i decided to kiss this person you're like all right where are you gonna kiss him i'm gonna need you to roll for something like i'm I'm joking i'm not really gonna do that are you 
you said you were doing it, so I'm gonna need you to roll for that. Yeah, Stu's doing it now. Yeah, your character's doing it now. Um, because I had a scenario like that too, where <laughs> I um uh, made myself black out because <laughs> I was trying to like um flirt with one of the um competitors there who was a female, and uh, I um decided to say i was gonna i think it was like i'm gonna they were they had like this is like a huge mansion or whatever so i had like this olympic size pool i was like like gold trimmed and everything and i was like i'm gonna be a like a like a slick badass and like slide across the floor up to her and be like what's up baby and i rolled not good <laughs> and uh so i rolled into the wall and i uh, got unconscious and i didn't wake up to the next day and almost missed my fight <laughs> And that well was done. That, well done. <laughs> and that was and, really, real smooth. <laughs> and that's why less is more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna like fucking just kind of like s- run and slide over there and like be all like, what's up? Just slide under DMs like, what's up? Except I slid into the wall, got a concussion, and didn't wake up till the next day and almost missed my fight. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking serious? Damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have to play Street Fighter. I've played it a couple times after that with uh, I think I've played it with Cameron and Eric. I've played it with Eric and uh an ex-girlfriend and uh Cameron for a little bit and just me and Eric have tried a campaign before. Um but yeah, it's it's really fun like it, it's also very strange to try to like ask people to play it like what the fuck are you talking about? There's no Street Fighter RPG. I'm like, oh, no, it's a pen and paper. <laughs> what? How are you going to play Street Fighter with pen and paper? <laughs> with your mind. With I mean, mind. I'm, I'm down to try it. That sounds awesome. Like, uh, like I said, I, like, this, hell, y'all play Street Fighter with you. This yep. ain't Street Fighter. Like, you got to use your imagination to play this yeah. one. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm down. I've, uh, I've wanted to get further into tabletop rpgs and like pen and paper games for a long time and i think it's i think it's kind of cool uh i've been invited to so many D nights that just didn't pan out for whatever reason uh but yeah, that's I, always the worst like trying to hang trying to like plan one and just it never actually going through because everybody gets like too busy yeah, or whatever yeah. or like actually finally getting a big group together like that has happened to us we got a big group of people together and I'd like worked on a campaign. I made a map and I made like an intricate, like I started try, like making an intricate story that had like lore about the world. Like I wrote up like basically a story, like, like a legit book basically on lore. And I made a new cast. I made a new um, race of people because uh, Pathfinder didn't quite have the race I was looking for. So I was like, I'm going to homebrew my own race to, get the race that i want to look for we spent a lot of time pouring over <laughs> like resources for that <laughs> yeah and like making the world like i made up a map and we named all of the different continents and cities inside of continents and like i we we did a lot of work and we played one game <laughs> and then nobody had free time and no one had free time after that and, and i was like man that sucks <laughs> that was a lot of time wasting <laughs> a lot of work yeah yeah, I uh, I actually got invited to join a D and D game a few months ago, um, but unfortunately, it was right. It was like I was invited the week before, or like the week of 
Neo 2 release. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it's not going to work for me. Pretty much the only thing I'm going to be doing in my free time is playing Neo 2. So I'd love to. I really would, but you, I just won't have decision. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I'm uh, – I'm on Humble Bundle. Like I, I have the the Humble Choice every month, and I go on there and I look at the the bundles that they have pushed up. Um, but one of the things that you see very frequently on there, at least like every other month, is tabletop games, uh, like the books and rule sets and everything, character like pre pre draft character sheets, uh, in yeah. in a bundle for like fifteen dollars. Like pay a dollar or up to 15, 15 bucks yeah. yeah i think i've seen at least one like i don't i used to chuck humble a whole lot more than i do mm-hmm. but i know i've seen it once i'm kind of i guess disappointed that i didn't take advantage of it because i i don't think it i think it may have been some of pathfinder that they had and i was like i mean i've seen at least four pathfinder balls like they do pathfinder a lot on humble bundle i don't yeah. not sure why but uh they do I mean, it's uh, popular and it's not like yeah it's to me pathfinder seems more like friendly to making whatever you want with yep. it whereas like D kind of like to me feels like you kind of need to be in more of a fantasy setting it has the ability to reach out of that but like pathfinder's like nah man do whatever the fuck you want we don't care the only thing that we care about are um characters and combat systems we don't really it helps it helps that uh pathfinder is technically uh a spinoff of dnd third edition or third and fourth kind of um which had so many rules in them that you could literally just adapt those rules to anything you wanted because there was literally a rule for any scenario you could possibly think of there's a there's a lot of really cool ones that 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 I see go up next time that uh, next time I see one I'll, I'll shoot shoot a message over to you because uh, like I said I I check humble bundle way too often because the shit doesn't change <laughs> it, like the the bundles don't change as often as I check that website as weird as that is uh, but yeah next time I see one I'll I'll shoot one over to you they uh they haven't done cyberpunk like straight out but they've had you know uh steampunk and cyberpunk-esque like our uh, campaigns on there and games on there that are different you know because there's a lot of things that i don't want to say that pool is oversaturated i'm certain that it is i just don't know enough about it to say that it is but there are uh, a lot of other uh, other campaigns and games that i've never heard of that go up on there for at least rule sets and things like that and i mean hell for for less than twenty dollars for an entire investment into all that material maybe it's worth something checking out so i mean depending on what what it is because like obviously you can get some stuff for free but like if you wanted like a hardcover like an actual um version of like 2020 because i was looking it up and they they're pretty damn expensive uh, without if you if you're not looking for the reprint because I was like there was like a discussion about reprint versus original and like reprint there's like weird like errors like in like the printing for some reason so like some of the pages look weird or it's like some of the words are like printed strangely like just because of the mass reprint that they did so I was like I kind of want an actual like original version so i can get that and those are really expensive 
wonder why. Um, but you can a lot of attention has like, been brought over to that. <laughs> you can obviously, um, yeah, I assume when the cyberpunk game started hitting its stride, those got gone real quick. Yeah. Um, cause there's actually a companion piece to the game. Um, it's called cyberpunk red. Um, and it takes place in between 2020 and 77. That was, it's, uh, designed by both, um, CD project red and the original creators of cyberpunk. And it kind of like bridges the gap between 2020 and, um, 77. And I would like that one, but it's like a, it's one of like the all inbox kind of ones. Yeah. I think it has the ability to, you have the ability to have that and to create your own stuff with it, but it comes with like pre-made characters and like dice and stuff. So it's like a out of the box. You can go ahead and like start DM in a game with some of your friends. Um, but I assume the core book still has like the rule set. So if you wanted to be like, psych, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want because <laughs> now I know your rule set. Right. Um, uh, so but i think it's like 40 bucks so it wasn't that bad but i found actual cyberpunk 2020 pdf file i'm like psych that's what i want instead (laughs) um it may not be the book but i want to play cyberpunk 2020 right and the cool thing about cyberpunk is uh there's not really that many official like expansions most of them are like fan made or like third party expansions that are like canon because they fixed things and people just like yeah we wanted to continue playing cyberpunk but we they never really made any more expansions to it so we're making these to fix some of the rules that are broken mm-hmm. or don't quite work right because when we were like researching like rules and stuff there were certain things like while we were reading like this doesn't quite make sense and we'd find like forums about people talking about oh well in this expansion i'm like oh but that's not actually a cyber that's not like yes yeah. Yeah, not they, first not party a, that's not a, no, an official um yeah, there's, expansion but i mean mm, some of those rules me. actually make a little sense so maybe we might adopt those instead yeah there's there's a uh for for the 2020 rules there there's actually like a whole um third party overhaul to it where they they basically <laughs> like just, a, a, mod patch <laughs> yeah yeah, it, yeah it's essentially an unofficial patch for the 2020 for, for rules. a pen and paper game <laughs> and it, it essentially just kind of um condenses everything and makes everything more uniform and universal as opposed to it sometimes feeling like there was a completely different rule set they used for different mechanics <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like the 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 few days that uh we played it in the apartment um uh during lockdown um i think it was when uh t uh when uh he uh that quarantine or the yep. covid affected his job and he got uh furloughed or whatever we i think that's when we started playing it because there was a bunch of time that he wasn't at work so we're like you know let's try it one week let's try it one week we're gonna you know sit down make our characters talk about the rules and explain it and like throughout the week we you know went over all the rules with each other and talked about it, made our characters. And I kind of like made up my story as the week went and I came up with ideas to what I wanted to do. And then by Friday we started planning that whole weekend. We played all week weekend long and it was fun as fuck. That's pretty awesome. We realized we had um, some of the rules wrong about character creation and uh, it was too late to fix them. So we just had OP characters. Yep. That's that's (laughs) it, man. 
two of us had OP characters <laughs> because uh, uh, T and I went melee route and uh, <laughs> like fist fighting melee route. <laughs> and uh, some of the rules for that are kind of broken. Like they're very kind of, broken. they're kind of broken. <laughs> and also if you don't quite pay attention to the, like the skill setup, like you're supposed to do at the beginning, you can accidentally go, well, I'm just starting with these skills. I should be able to put as, this is the amount of points I should put put into it, not like and it you, is if I'm getting the skill for the first time after I've made my character. And you turn into Cyberpunk One Punch Man. Yep. <laughs> like, because, like, T basically went uh, almost a cyber psychosis with all of the implants he did for his, like, arms and stuff. Um so he had like all of this extra shielding and armor on his arms. So that gave him like extra damage. Plus he had some ability, like he had a uh, proficiency in boxing. So when he punched someone, <laughs> they pretty much died. <laughs> yeah, he, he pretty much, he pretty much uh, bloody messed everybody. Um, and then my character, I didn't have as many. I only had one arm uh, that was like that. Um, I was playing a rocker boy. And so he had like, I went with more like aesthetics thing because that's one of the cool things about cyberpunk is it's not just about like having a strong character. It's about looking cool and being a badass. And if you, you may not, may, you may not necessarily do much in combat, but if you look sweet, you're still awesome in the cyberpunk's mind, um, which is really cool. So I like the gold arm with like a light tattoo on it. Um, I think I had light tattoos other places and um, yeah, I had like a gold plated arm and I knew um, my character knows a, um, Charlie Foot. yeah, a Chinese martial arts. And um, it's more about like, you know, like strikes and stuff, you know, watch me mimic. <laughs> um, watch me nanny. <laughs> but um, well, goodbye everybody. <laughs> <laughs> at first i was like i won't be I, like i custom made a weapon too um he since he's a rocker boy his main weapon is a keytar but the keytar has different modes that it can turn into it's got a like taser on it like a little like a little electric taser that shoots like little electric bolts out it can turn into a axe and a flamethrower and <laughs> so i was like well i'm gonna use that because that thing i made this so i'm gonna use it and, like, the first fight we got into, I also had, like, a little, like, compact SMG just in case. And um, <laughs> In case the fucking Keytar weapon didn't do it. <laughs> just in case the Keytar didn't work. And the first combat we had, I used the SMG, and it did fuck all to anybody. And I was like, well, that sucks. I'm not ever going to use that again. Um, and then I used my Keytar, um, and it kind of worked. Like, the flamethrower works the most. But then I decided to use my arm. <laughs> and obliterated someone <laughs> and like a hit and i was like okay so i'm never not gonna uh melee i'm never not gonna fist fight anybody ever again that's the only <laughs> weapon i need anymore because uh it's powerful as shit <laughs> and i played a uh pretty much unmodified person who used a sword and i was fucking untouchable but i couldn't really do any damage <laughs> yeah like it was great me and t could kill anybody in one hit 
and Eric couldn't get hit at all. Yeah. Like I couldn't get hit at all, and I basically didn't need to roll for initiative because there was not a character Josh had made yet that, that was could fast. Roll, that could roll higher than my lowest initiative roll. Like with, without <laughs> like at, at like just his base initiative without actually having to roll. No character that I had that was like we were fighting was fast enough. So Eric always went first, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, normally I would go. We were we would after that it'd be a mix up between the opponents and uh me and t but yeah like eric always went fucking first like no matter what because <laughs> he was that fucking fast but it was hilarious because like in our like in our first combat like if it would have played out it was like eric just flashes over to an enemy and goes <laughs> nothing personal kid doesn't really do much to him um then that guy tries to attack him doesn't obliterated <laughs> doesn't doesn't do anything to eric and then T goes and murders someone. Then I go and then I murder someone. <laughs> and I just, I'm just sitting there like <laughs> blinking around the battlefield, keeping everyone distracted. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's just kind of blinking around and got like an aggro and people. And yeah. I just turn people into fucking mist. <laughs> there was one, I lit legit like the attack that I used was a, like a downward strike. And because I rolled so well and did so much damage to him, I got to say how I killed him. So I just cut this bitch in half. <laughs> so like <laughs> it was great cyberpunk's great everyone should play that rp uh, everyone it's should play really that pen and paper game it's, it's amazing <laughs> it's confusing and wonky and really old feeling yeah but it's fun it feels old as shit but it's fun as shit like i want to play it street fighter has the same problem it kind of feels old and clunky but it's fun as shit especially if you make a fast character because how their initiative works is um the slowest person gets to go first but if you're faster than them you can interrupt them in any time mm -hmm. of combat they can so they make can, an attack they could be <laughs> if their attack isn't instant you can interrupt the mid attack yeah so they're like all right i'm throwing a punch I'm like psych i'm faster than you i fucking put you in a headlock and i uh, choke <laughs> you out <laughs> what yep i'm gonna roll all right, cool. I got more positives than negatives, and that's that much damage. And all right, cool. So, yeah, you're in a headlock now, and I just did, like, five damage to you. Good luck getting out of it because I got a pretty good hold. I, I remember the specific quote from the rule book about, about <laughs> initiative from that, where, where, as an example, it gave somebody does a flying sidekick. Uh, if you're faster than them, you can choose to wait until they actually execute the flying kick. And catch them in midair. Mid <laughs> they fly and kick you. They're flying kick you, but since you're faster, you're just like, nope, get down. Just <laughs> go. <laughs> Fuck you. Freaking anti airs in our RPG. Yeah, that, I think I think that's why they did that because yeah, like there are certain characters in Street Fighter. If you're in the middle of a move, they can just grab you out of it. Like I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> um, and there's so many good like moves. Like one of my go-to moves for. Um, one of the enemies we fought he liked biting people <laughs> and he was fast so he would just wait for like i would just wait for that character for you to go like eric or cameron or whoever we were playing with at the time to go before him and then i'm like psych he's faster than you and as you uh, try to punch him he just fucking bites you <laughs> he just bites your fist and uh that does a lot of damage because he has like metal teeth because he's like a cyborg and uh um roll for that <laughs> Needless to say, I wanted to kill that character. <laughs> it's pretty great. I'm gonna have to look into some more like a uh, tabletop stuff, and I definitely want to play Street Fighter and, and Cyberpunk after hearing about this. I can't believe Street Fighter tabletop. Is yeah, I'm gonna have to go find those books. I think they're at my parents' house somewhere. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go find them 
with all the other RPG shit I have. Because Cameron and I, one of, unfortunately, he couldn't make it tonight. He was gonna, he he wanted to come and uh, do the the podcast with us, uh, but he's busy with life and stuff, so yeah, he couldn't uh, join us for this Zoom call. Uh, but one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on because he's played different games. Like I think, like when uh, we were in high school, when he went to a career center, he uh, some of his he had a couple of friends. Um, from Japanese that like play Warhammer and he played with them. So he's, he's been, he's in, he's been into that. That is a rules heavy game. <laughs> he's been into that world. It's another so one that nice comes to, up on humble bundle a lot. <laughs> um, so it would have been nice to hear his perspective on like that kind of game where figurines are like heavy influence into the game that you're playing. Um, and so are the heavy ass D 20 rules for that game. Um, but he and I actually created um, a pen and paper game together. Um, it's not super complicated, and it takes inspiration from other games that we've played. But um, he and I, uh, Eric helped a little bit too. Um, but the main focus was uh, Cameron and I, because like he even like made the character sheets for me and stuff. Uh, I have a few laying around somewhere. But we made a one-piece uh, pen and paper game. Um, and it was always one of my favorite ones to play just because since I made it, I really, I knew how the rule set worked and I love one piece and I know pretty much everything about that, uh, manga and the lore about it. So I was like, all right, well, I pretty much know how the mechanics of the world work. So I think it should be easy to turn that into some sort of pen and paper game. And it was always a blast to play. Because I always had fun making new characters and using different uh, devil fruits and abilities and stuff. Um, I don't want to speak for him, but I know Eric's made a couple of characters that he's enjoyed that we still like remember to this day. <laughs> um, still, my favorite one is the uh, lizard man with uh, heat powers. <laughs> yeah, that one was a really cool pat. Like, yeah, he made a lizard guy with heat powers. That's cool. Um, but yeah, like, um it was just one day like i think i think we were like juniors or seniors um and we wanted to play a pen and paper game but i I think we didn't want to play street fighter because that was the only thing i had like rules for or like we played street fighter recently and kind of want to play something else um and one piece is my favorite manga it's what really got me into reading manga um and uh so we we're like let's let's base something around that let's <laughs> let's like look on the internet see if anybody's got any kind of like rule sets or anything i think we found some what, on some like weird ass forms and stuff like what, what's really funny about the rules and everything that you guys ended up with is much later when i uh started looking into the the fate system you guys got real <laughs> close <laughs> you so close we got to real the fate we got real close to making the fate system <laughs> But yeah, like, so like, I still have a bunch of character sheets and like notebooks of like um, story and like characters uh, that they, that I was making them fight against. Uh, I just, I don't know. I love that shit so much. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the, my favorite parts about like pen and paper games is like, I've always been the DM um, I don't know why I would like to not always be the DM. Like sometimes I like insert myself because 
I like to play too. <laughs> but yeah, like um, I really in, like I've always done like in I guess in our group because I've been the one to initiate like, hey, let's pen and paper or something. So that means that since I initiated it, it's my job to be DM. Yep. Well, um, you 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 chose your own path. So <laughs> I mean, I, I true, but you'll you'll never not be on that. Path. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it's cool because I really like doing that. I like making characters and lore and like worlds and stuff because I just enjoy doing that in general because my brain is fucking on crack 24-7. So it's really easy to think of a story like that. Um, and I can bulldoze out characters like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Eric's got the proof. He's got like 50 characters ready to go. <laughs> but um and I just enjoy lore building too. So it's, and, but yeah, when I was making the one piece game with Cameron, uh, we played it a bunch, <laughs> but I always, since I like to play too, I'd always like insert myself and make a character to play along and try not to be the focus of like, you guys don't always, don't let my character point you <laughs> into the direction all the time. You guys get to make the decisions. The ultimate metagaming. We, we literally have plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> I know I have a character that I created in the fray with you guys, but remember, it's your game. I'm just here to watch. I don't want to make all the decisions for you. Don't make my character go, hey, we should probably go this way, guys. Right. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> He makes all the decisions now. <laughs> Just, he, he runs the whole thing. He plays everybody else's characters and the whole night. <laughs> yeah, all right, you're not. You're obviously not doing well enough. Like one of you're not taking this seriously. It just it it uh, dissolves and it's just Josh in a in a padded room talking to himself. (laughs) One of the cool things about the One Piece one, like later on, like because we like revised it a couple times, and I think like the second time we revised it, we're like, you know, One Piece has ships and the ocean. We should implement the fact that you know you're on a ship, and we're in the ocean. So we bought some maps for them, or I think we actually got them for free. We went to one of the local comic book shops and I'm like, hey, do you have any maps like this? And they're like, yeah, sure. And we're like, no one buys these really. So if you just want them, you can have them. I'm like, okay, cool. That's good for me. But there were like these maps for like some weird, like, um, like World War II, like figurine game. And what they would do at that comic shop was when they would get like big bundles and stuff, they'd break them down so they could sell the figurines right. individually. So they just had a bunch of free maps and stuff um, that they normally would give away if you asked for them or, you know, if you bought a bunch, if you wanted a bunch, I think they would ask for some money. But we bought a bunch, a couple of um, like water maps and we started using that and like decided, hey, we should actually try to make, you know, the boats and, you know, the systems and like getting to the next island should actually have mechanical parts to it. And one of my favorite... <laughs> um, moments from that series was um they were on their way to the next island cameron and eric and this is one that they that they were doing most of the driving for but um <laughs> i think eric remembers what i'm about to mention this is the face on his the look on his face speaks a thousand words <laughs> but they found a uh, boat it was an abandoned boat just out on the sea and they had a puzzle to it <laughs> And Eric, take it away. So I don't remember the exact uh, riddle slash puzzle that he creates, <laughs> but it was a fairly in-depth 
puzzle. It was kind of like the um, one of us is a liar, one of us is telling the truth kind of things. But he, he added some extra steps to it to make it unique and not something I would already have been exposed to. So I'm kind of, you know, troubleshooting my way my way through this, asking yes and no answers and that, and, and that kind of thing. And then he realizes, oh, shit, he's figuring this out way quicker than I wanted him to. <laughs> so he changes the goalpost halfway through the puzzle. And I, 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 could, I, I could pinpoint the exact moment he changed the goalpost because I, I started asking questions based on the stuff I already knew. And all of a sudden, my expectations got reversed. And I'm like, hang, hang on a did you change the wind condition? <laughs> I was like, no, it's always been this. <laughs> Are you sure? Because uh... yes, there was always a third piece of this puzzle that you never saw from the beginning until it's revealed itself now. At this very moment, you never knew about it. Trust me, I designed this myself. <laughs> you changed the wind condition, didn't you? <laughs> I'm not frustrated that you figured this out. I was hoping you and Cameron would slowly gather this information. Like over the time of being on this ship, not, Luckily, not Eric just kind of walk around and just start asking all these questions while Cameron's really focused on this one object and Eric yeah. going, it's not that I'm going to keep asking these questions. <laughs> luckily, uh, I was like, Oh no. L- l- luckily Cameron, uh, very, very wisely, no offense to Cameron, but luckily Cameron very wisely removed himself from the troubleshooting process. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I totally have <laughs> changed the puzzle up on him. <laughs> In the middle, made me excited for you to be DM on anything. I got, now I got real frustrated. Shady I was bastard. like, "No, I had, I had this. I, I was working up to a thing. I just didn't want to jump to conclusions, and I was just working up to this thing, and now it's all wrong. <laughs> Something's fucky. <laughs> Something's, Something's been fucky." fucky. <laughs> And like, and it's pretty cool because that rule set that Cameron and I designed, like, kind of lended itself to like being interpreted through other things like i know um eric and i just randomly when we uh, lived across the the hall from where we live now just kind of wanted to rp but we didn't want to like be too long or be too developed but we didn't really want to do anything related to one piece so i was like i wonder if we can use these same mechanics and just apply another skin Turns so out you can. so we just made like a demon hunting like themed uh uh rpg just on the spot because i was like yeah this lends itself really easy to being well that's because you know i me and cameron made the fate system so of yeah. course yeah, exactly. it was easy <laughs> just turn it to <laughs> copy and paste it over <laughs> the fate system was literally designed so that you could go i want to play this theme and aesthetic okay the Here. rules still work <laughs> the rules yep, still work just change some of these words <laughs> but yeah so um there was a what was it oh, fuck I was going to say something about the, the One Piece thing, but I remember the a random Demon Hunter one. Um, oh, I was going to mention not about One Piece. I was going to mention about how I normally DM and I like to insert myself because I like to play as well. I don't like to miss out on all the fun of being able to make a character and play that character too and see where the story takes us. So when we did the Cyberpunk 2020 character, uh, I made a character, but I didn't. I inserted myself into the game, but I made him more of a plot part than actually part of their team. So it was more like this character is an NPC that I'm playing. 
Um, cause when we stopped the last part they were doing, they was, they were looking for my character. So it was like a nice way for me to like have a character that I could do combat with. That was my character that I have personal stake in. Um, and I've always played fairly. If I roll bad, I roll bad and I don't, I don't hit my character. I don't hit because that's part of the fun of playing the game. Uh, but when I do hit with that character, I kill people. So it's, it's still nice. <laughs> I, I do approve of the, of the DM completely fudging dice rolls because it makes good story (laughs) (laughs) um but like i i really enjoyed that like so i sometimes i will try to do that instead of just being like hey i'm a character and it's gonna be your beacon like that one was more like hey this character's with you guys and it's gonna kind of tie you guys together and give you like a drive to make you want to work together um, and then he's going to go missing and you're going to have to go find him. <laughs> so it was really nice. So I, I got to back away from technically playing my character and let them do all of the driving, which was pretty fun. It's not, yeah, it's like you can be a DM and not have heavy handed involvement in the story. And because that would be a, I feel like, and again, speaking out like without a lot of experience, I feel like that might be one of the difficult things to play a functional character and not not make accidentally biased choices for like the development of the story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause certain things you do could push things in one direction or the other. So to, to just be DM and take yourself as a proactive character out of that equation and let your friends kind of develop and go through the story that you had in motion for them organically. I feel like that would having like an NPC character, probably the best way to do that. But yeah, and that's kind of what I focused on for that one. I was like, I want a character that I could play because I really want to play Cyberpunk. I want to and I want to get into the character creation and the cybernetics aspect and like making a character that I've made a story about and have that character, but I was like, I don't want to necessarily be the main focus because sometimes when I do play not that I'm trying to like be the attention, but I'm trying to like get them to go like hey let's do the story that i've made <laughs> so exactly like, but i i want the, i want people to make their own decisions so like i slowly kind of like worked my character away from them um so that way that would they would try to make more of their own decisions of, of, on their own um which was which is nice take yourself um, out of it that's good We've also, me and Cameron and Eric also painstakingly tried to do a Fallout RP. <sighs> the rules, those rules are the, are very complicated because but, we were trying to like use the game, like the original game, like mechanics. Oh boy. <laughs> but I will say that we did find some actual existing RPG rules for it. Mm-hmm. And then I basically hand drew <laughs> a uh, hand drew uh character sheets for us it would look like pit boys for us yeah it's really cool to have some of those character sheets lying around because we like printed like copied and like printed them off so we could still have them it was it was really cool but yeah that one was really fucking like in depth like way more in depth than any of us were ready for i I think think that was the first time i ever got a migraine because i I deep dived (laughs) into the rules because i need to come up with a design for this character sheet because character sheets don't exist for that rule set for some reason (laughs) so i was like i need to come up with a design that makes sense try to make it after the pit boy but i gotta find all the places that the information would be <laughs> so i had to pour over all of the net like important and necessary mechanics that you would need to keep track of 
and then fit them into a pit boy like character sheet display and boy did my head hurt <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just like i know i know that we you know been spending a lot of time on table to, like actual pen and paper at this mm-hmm. point but there's a lot of them and there's been a like I, like as we're talking like i keep remembering oh shit we totally like spent a day trying to work out a gundam rp like where we had like pilot stats and the Gundam stats and we we're like trying to work out like, how would this work? And like, we spent a whole day like going, all right, time to create a, a rule set that could let us play Gundam. Mm-hmm. There was one, there's been like so many like that where we just get a, I, there was one where we were trying to do a star Wars one where it was like, let's just decide to make a star Wars. <laughs> like what would the rule set for that be? And how would we do that? Um, but yeah, there's just been so many like things that we like that we're like, can this be an RPG? Mm-hmm. Is there already a pen and paper set for this? If not, generally the answer we're is we're going to do <laughs> generally the answer is yes, there is a rule set that exists. Yep. Just how invested in finding it are you? Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, there's a- gotta be something out there for pretty much there's everything at this point. Star Wars pen and paper but i have literally never seen a rule book or a pdf file for it yeah <laughs> but i mean there's it's got to exist somewhere on the internet right yeah like, there's, there's gotta, gotta yeah, be yeah there's gotta be something but i, I mean know people that have, that have played the star wars pen and paper if there's a fandom for it there has to be a role-playing element yeah. for it like somewhere but and that's i mean that's a cool thing it's just one more level of investment and interest in in things like that you know what i mean yeah uh like the but, yeah, like the fact that you know the whole fandom of different medias have probably tried to turn something <laughs> into a pen and paper at some point. But it's really cool because when I get those urges to be like, I wonder if this has a pen and paper. If not, let's try to make some. I, I like that aspect of being able to create my own game out of something. So yeah. I really like Fiasco because it lends itself really well to being that like it's definitely like an actor slash writing tool basically but fiasco is cool because you basically just have a prompt and you can go wherever the fuck you want to with and it's really cool <laughs> if you don't know much about fiasco we're gonna have to let you we're gonna have to play fiasco with you one time too i'll check it out we've had a bunch of fun fiasco games some really fucking oh. weird ones all right so i need to see Street Fighter, I need, to, <laughs> I need to see this One Piece one, and need to play Cyberpunk, need to see Fiasco, and I'm going to call it right here, uh, just pulling something out of thin air. We need to do a Gravity Falls tabletop. There we go. <laughs> because that shit is awesome. <laughs> that chaos is the whole game, the whole, yeah. the whole show, so it's like a wildly unpredictable. Uh, this has been good. This has been a lot of fun. I'm excited for the things that we get to see and try over mm-hmm. uh the foreseeable future and unforeseeable future uh so any any thoughts before we get to a closing point uh um, anything I, else? I just, just want to say like what what uh, was it what sorry what what i was just trying to say <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> go ahead no you go ahead just fine i guess any like final thoughts would be like you know I'm obviously going to try to find the things that we've made to show you. So I'm like, Hey, see, here's that street fighter thing I was talking about. Weird, isn't it? Um, and some some of the one piece shit, uh, some of the other stuff is probably lost to time, but I know for a fact I should have 
One Piece. I mean, Cyberpunk. I just showed you so one. The One Piece stuff should be somewhere, and uh, Fiasco. I have it on a hard drive because they're books, basically. With yeah. Like, there's like an overarching like rule set, but then you can literally put it into like any kind of like narrative arc, and it's really neat because it's not really necessarily pen and paper, but like I said, it's more of like a writing slash acting kind of like tool. Um, but it works really well since I like both acting and writing. Yeah. Um, but hopefully these are some of the, like my main point is hopefully some of these things that we talked about, we can actually show other people by putting out our tabletop series whenever we can finally get stuff like that together. Cause it's not just board games. We want to do with it. We want to also, you know, take a dip into having a dedicated campaign since, the roommates gaming crew already are really close knit and yeah. we all have a enjoyment for like that type of media. So it'd be really nice to be like, Hey, this is us actually playing some of this together, <laughs> man. That'd be nice. We could actually do things together. <laughs> actually, actually play and interface together. It'd be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it would be really fun and like record it and be like, all right, here are a weird ass adventure. <laughs> now just Here's for group of, five edge lords and one outgoing person <laughs> so for all of our for all of our listeners and viewers uh, what's actually going to happen is we're going to talk about this planet have difficulty getting together uh it'll take us months to actually establish a firm date where we could all get together and try this and it's not going to happen when we get together we're going to stand in a circle in somebody's kitchen and just talk for four fucking hours <laughs> so <laughs> never actually start playing that sounds about right so so what yep. you're saying so what you're saying is your regular tabletop party yeah pretty much <laughs> just as long the average tabletop experience as as long as maddie makes breakfast for dinner i mean we're on par i mean everything's <laughs> going to work the way it's supposed to right eric closing thoughts for the week uh, i don't really have a whole a whole lot of thoughts i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not a thinking person um it's good it's good I'm for about, tabletop pen I'm and a, paper i'm a games. doing person i'm about i'm about actually that's not true he's I, a go-getter he's a he's a, <laughs> that's, he's that's a doer not, not a that's that's not true i'm sedentary <laughs> uh, he's you know, pretty content to uh to borrow the catchphrase of will wheaton on tabletop my, my closing thoughts would be play more games not just monopoly not just uno not not video games play more play more D, play more pathfinder play more munchkin play yep. more um monikers moniker, play more wavelengths uh, wavelengths yeah. scrawl um just the the games that the games that force you to actually do something else and be someone else yeah which is remarkably fun just get out there and do different things with your friends and family for once instead of the games that you're yeah. super familiar with. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do enjoy doing that as like being able to like, because when I brought over those two games, I wasn't sure how my family would actually like monikers or wavelength. And the fact that we pretty much played them for the rest of the day after I told them about it and we started playing like legit, we played them all the way up until we got, uh, we, we got dinner and then until the time I left <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just legit played them all day and I was really surprised how long we did that. I'm I'm looking for an excuse to have people together for any reason and which is <laughs> yeah. difficult right now. Uh but I'm looking for an excuse to have people together just so I can pull out the moniker set that I ordered. Yeah, those, and, those games that force you out of your shell and and just you you have to be 
you have to understand that you're going to feel embarrassed and and shy about it, but it's also going to be really, really <laughs> exhilarating and fun to yeah. just like for monikers read a card and go, oh God, what what am I even going to do for this? And then end up charading like <laughs> how do I charade a brick and wash machine yeah. washing machine on trampoline yep how do, like how do I put this go. into so many words how do I <laughs> summarize this with one word and how do I yeah. act this out it was it's, <laughs> and, it's and then really everyone good. just being just being amused and excited that we have to all be this creative and outgoing and whatnot there it's just a great experience everyone it, should do it it really is like a for the, for the most part the people that were that were with us that night we're pretty i i I would consider myself pretty close with pretty much everybody there except for one person who i'm not around a lot which i had a lot of fun getting to know that person talking to that person and that game was a really cool boundary break you know what i mean like i think having things like that especially when you have people that aren't 100 percent familiar with each other around it's a really great way to break ice, get to know people without that awkward silence. Jackbox has done that for us a lot as far as like, here's somebody you absolutely do not know or interface with a lot on Twitch. Like I have no idea who the fuck this person is, but Hey, we're getting to know them through (laughs) their answers and what they're saying in chat. So there's, there's no social awkwardness or anything here. It's just like, sometimes they, Oh boy. (laughs) Want to make fanfics of, T and I. Yep. Yeah. As as, <laughs> as as someone who doesn't particularly want to interact with people that much, uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun having having some kind of game like a Jackbox game or even just like Cards Against Humanity. Yep. Um, that one to, as it. as like a vehicle to force myself to be interactive with other people, especially people i'm not that familiar with it it's a lot of fun yeah, cards has definitely done that i've played cards at many different people's parties with people i have no idea <laughs> and cards really let you know what kind of oh, yeah. personality and humor you have oh yeah when you put that first dark humor card down and everybody's like what (laughs) and you're like okay cool so i can be weird as fuck now (laughs) now that they know that was my card all right cool and i won that so all right time to let all my fucking weirdness out (laughs) baby (laughs) once you break the dice and you feel comfortable being weird it's a whole different experience (laughs) and at the end of the night you leave those people that you don't know and months later at another social gathering you'll see them and it's like they're old friends like what's up (laughs) (laughs) right back to it that's like that's what I like. Those are the games that I like. Those little party mm-hmm. games that'll break the ice and things like that. And I, like, you, you can ask my wife. I sit on the couch sometimes just, like, browsing through Amazon, like, this looks fun, or browsing <laughs> through Kickstarter. Like, this seems cool. This is an idea that's, that's new and original. I'll give these guys 20 bucks and see what happens. <laughs> like, I do that shit all the time. Uh, probably more than I need to. But, yeah, it's it's fun. Games are fun things, not just video games, but games in general are fun things to help people break ice and bring people together. And you're right. You learn a lot of pe- about people, and it gives you a sense of confidence. You're like, I know I'm fucking weird, and I'm really kind of nervous about how I'm my weirdness is going to fit in with these people. But all it takes is that, that one bomb drop, and everybody giggles to themselves a little bit like, all right, cool, I'm in. We're good. Like, I don't have to worry yep. anymore. I'm so, in. Yep. Sometimes it's two bombs that drop. <laughs> yep. Oh, <God. laughs> Damn it. 
All right, yeah. So if you want to <laughs> comment, share, and subscribe on this video, um, check out all the descriptions in the uh, description. All of the links are in the description. Uh, go to our Discord. Uh, ignore Eric. Uh, anything he's ever said in his entire life, uh, don't listen to him. But yeah, follow me on Twitter. Uh, yeah, follow him on Twitter if you want to, <laughs> you know, berate him with what he just said. My my DMs are open. You can say whatever you want to me. That needs to that needs to be a Christmas video from the channel. Is just a, a just a gift, you know, a supercut of all the fucked up things Eric has said, like over the last couple of years. Just a bunch of Eric beep beep beep. Yeah, exactly. If you want the YouTube channel just completely erased from history, that would be a great video to do it with. Was it Mario Tennis? That we all just like got stunned. You all railroaded <laughs> me and put words in my mouth. Yeah. No, we, no, we did not. Don't We're gonna that end this before. Any. We need to shut this down before this kicks off because yep. we did not. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube and Instagram <laughs> and join the Discord. Join us next week for Hard at Play. Uh, but seriously, oh. follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yes, follow Eric on Twitter. He doesn't tweet Justin, that much. Don't follow me, or Justin. No, yeah, just, specifically, just me. Just me. Yeah. He, he's, I, need more, I need more people to piss off. He's the one with gold nuggets, ladies and gentlemen. I had to figure out which side I was pointing to. <laughs> uh, one, uh, one thing, Josh, I forgot to say it earlier. Do we have a video going up Monday? Yes. Uh, um, the, the apartment bros uh, recorded a couple of videos, and uh, we're playing uh, – should be uh, Heave Ho, which – it's a lot of fun. Don't want to get oh, too much into it since we're wrapping up. But that was game was fun as shit, and uh, we need to play it again with four people because it was utter chaos with three. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what it's like with four. <laughs> I've I've got it on Steam. I've never played it, so that's good no, to it's, hear. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's fun as shit. That's good to hear. I want to I want to play it. Of course, uh, earlier this week we put up uh, House Flipper three, uh, Property Dad three, with Tyler. Yo, what's up? I'm Tyler. Uh, <laughs> fucking tired might have to reel that one back <laughs> uh so next week we'll be back with hard at play please join us for that we're going to be diving into the last of us part two we're going to be diving into it a lot and talking about it a lot and spoiling the shit out of it <laughs> it will be a very special episode for something that's very special to me at least and i believe to josh but i can't speak for him so it has become a special game to me now that I've played one and two in the span of like, like three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With that being said, guys, it is always fun. Thank you again for joining us. My name is Justin. This is Josh. And over there is Eric. Thank you guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye.